If you guys have seen in social media and um, um, heard that, yo, I, I need to talk to the church because God spoke to me about something. The last time God spoke to me was last year, like in, 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 in a specific matter. God spoke and said, Michael, it is the year of abundance. And I said, okay, God, I believe it's the year of abundance. Let me tell the people it's the year of abundance. We got shirts. We got people having miracles, people getting money, people doing all the stuff. We got a church. Great. And then last week, I believe, and I'm mistaken, or this week, this, this Wednesday, God spoke to me again in a dream. When I woke out of this dream, I was like, there's no way. No, this is not going to happen. And God, and who, if you know me and if you've been with me for a long time, when I tell you God told me something in a dream or God told me, it happens. People who know me know that when God reveals me something and I say it, it happens. It never fails. But when God spoke to me this Tuesday, I was like, no, that's just, that's just crazy talk, Jesus. Like, this is impossible. Like, my spirit was like, mm-hmm, and my mind was like, no. I did not know. So I told some people, and I was like, I need your help because I don't know what this dream means. I don't know what it, I, I just, I need help. I need help. And I spoke to them about it, and they were like, what? Nah. And I'm like, yeah. But I'm here to tell you because I need your help, too. Because I was like, if these people, the people who I told them, they were like, we believe it, but I need some help for you guys to let me know what you think. Are you, do you, do you, can you help me? Can, can you guys, are you guys willing to help? Yes or no? Okay. So this is what happened. I'm going to break it down to you. So in this dream, I was with this person and we were going to, to this place because he was going to sell something. He wanted me to accompany him. And I was like, okay, cool. So we go to this, this place, um, and he's talking to the person who's going to buy it. And the person, is, okay, the person says, okay, cool, um, I'm going to give you for it um, $24 million. And the guy was like, what? I didn't expect that much money, $24 million. And I was like, cool, bro. Like, good. But the guy turns to me and said, I am going to give you and your church half of this money. And I was like, no, nah, bro, like, that's a lot of money. And did you know? He said, no, 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 Pastor Mike, I am going to give you this half of the money. I'm going to give you $21.5 million to your church because I believe it. And I was like, no, bro, like, that's a lot of money. And he kept saying, no, you don't understand. I am going to give you $21.5 million to your church. And after he said that, I woke up. And I said, what does this mean? I've never dreamt about money before. And, and if I dreamt about money, it's not $21.5 million. It's maybe $1,000. You know, even at work, I've dealt with maybe five, ten thousand dollars $10,000. But where did this thing come from? I wasn't thinking about money. I don't know people. I don't owe no $21.5 million to nobody. Like, where is this money going to come from? So I woke up and I was like, Lord, what does it mean? Why is it so specific? You, you said 
$21.5 million in specific. I didn't see the guy. I didn't see the guy who, what he was selling. I didn't see the person who was buying it. I didn't see what was happening. All I heard and the only specific thing was, I am going to give your church $21.5 million. And I woke up and I was like, okay, I need my head. I can't. What does this mean? What is that number? Does a two mean something? If I do the two plus three plus five, does it mean a month? Is it six or seven? Am I going to grow five inches? I don't, I don't understand. Is God going to give me, I don't know, two cars plus five? I don't know. I don't know what it means. But all that I'm saying is that if God spoke it, I believe it. Amen? Because I don't know how God works. But God is the creator over everything. So he puts people. We thought we didn't going to have a church. We thought we were going to end up in January at us renting a school on Sundays for four hours for almost $2,000. That's what we thought was going to happen. I did not expect God to move in the way he did and bring this building that we have. Wasn't in the plans. But God works in mysterious ways. And what man plans, God says, no, 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 buddy, this is not what I have for you. I have something even better. Because once you're a son or a daughter of God, we can't settle for the normal. We need to expect for the better. Because we're sons and daughters of a king. I need you to realize that you're not just anybody. You're a somebody for God. And not just somebody, you're a prince or a princess for God. Amen? So expect greater things in God. So whatever this number means or whatever is happening, it's going to come, and I believe it. And we will handle on the way, and as soon as, hey, if we get $21.5 million, I will tell you, church, and we will go out party because God is good. Amen? Who believes that God can do the miracles? I have three people. Who? I mean, I'm serious. Who is believing God can do it? If you believe God can do a miracle, can you give a hand of applause to God? Like, make some noise, people. Like, God is doing great things. I don't want a church to be quiet because Christians are not boring. I don't know who said Christian needs to be boring, needs to walk around with a sorrow. Like, can you smile like you woke up this morning? That's, what I, that's all I'm going to tell you. It doesn't matter if, if you don't have money in your bank account. It doesn't, God can still do so much thing as long as you're alive. Because once your debt is done, so if you're alive, there's still hope that God can do a miracle in your life. And if we already seen the miracles of God have done this month with people who have come here and said, I seen God do this, I seen God do that, then this is just the beginning. And if you came here for the first time, you're in the middle of a movement that God is going to do. You're in the middle of a revolution that God will begin to give to those who believe in the word that he has spoken. So I am excited. If you're not excited, I'm excited that you're here because that means that you're part of the blessing that God is going to bring in this house. And I'm excited for what God is going to do in your life. Amen? Amen? So we're going we're gonna, to, after I told you the, the, those news, we're going to go right into the preaching because I want to I wanna, I wanna get it off my chest already. Amen? How many here are like going to the movies? Raise your hand. Two people like going to the movies? Three people like the movies? 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 Yo, everybody like, what? What you mean? Like, th that's true. That's true. But I, I specifically, I like 
Uh, I went to see, I don't know if you did the whole Avengers series. Who saw Avengers and all that stuff? Raise your hand if you saw Avengers. Who here saw, now if you're a true fan, who here saw the first Iron Man movie? The first, I like that. Like who, come on, Robert Downey Jr. is Iron Man. Like at the last, has anybody, like, okay, I don't want to spoil anything. Hey, that's your husband. Come on, declare a sister. She's like, year of abundance, year of abundance. I am believing it. Amen. Yes. Yes. Um, but at the last movie, obviously, no spoilers. If you haven't seen it, cover your, but everybody raise your hand. So at the end of, uh, of Endgame, Avengers Endgame, we know that Iron Man dies. It was a sad moment. It was a really sad moment. But I want to talk about specific. I love those movies. You know how some, I don't know why they do it. Like they split it in half and they like part one and then part two. In the first movie, Avengers Infinity War, when uh, Thanos got all this, like I was like, oh, he's going to get the thing. He's not going to get it. He's not going to do it. Like Thor's going to kill his, like it's going to chop his. It didn't kill him, but it broke. And then he snaps the finger at the end. And then you see Thor going like, and then you see people start disappearing. You start seeing like uh, Wakanda forever. Like, oh, I'm disappearing. You know, like he just, and you're like, no. And you saw all the people like, no. And Captain America, and like, all these people are, are, are dying. But then my favorite part of the movie, I don't know if you remember it. And, and let's see if you can bring back to your memory. When Thanos snapped his fingers, he went to this place. Like it was like all watery and it was like red. And he was walking on water and he sees young Gamora, like his daughter. Remember that she died and he, I don't know why he did that, but he died and he saw her. But the thing that attracted me the most was that Gamora said to Thanos, did you do it? And he said, yes, I did. And the following question was, how much did it cost? And he said, everything my question to you is how much does it cost you to keep living a life that doesn't lead you anywhere how much is it costing you to keep appearances up and sometimes our answer is it has cost me everything i have given everything to my marriage I've, I, I, gave, I gave myself completely to my marriage. What did it cost you for you to, you know, to be together and to say everything? Fights, argument, everything. Would you go with me to John? Let's go to John 12, chapter 12, verse 2 to 5, and it's going to be up here as well. But I want to read this because this verse really touched me. Um, this woman, what happened really touched me. Again, it's John chapter 12 verse 2 to 5 and it's going to be up there when you have it say amen so i know we're ready john chapter 12 verse 2 to 5 amen who's got it amen you have it out there amen good 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 all right so we read the name of the father and the son and the holy spirit john 12 2 to 5 says this here a dinner was given in jesus honor martha served while Lazarus was among those reclining at the table with him, with Jesus. Then Mary took about a pint of pure nard, an expensive perfume. She poured it on Jesus' feet and wiped his, uh, wiped his feet with her hair. 
And the house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. But one of his disciples, there's always one person, one of his disciples, Judas, said, who later is going to betray him, objected. He said, why wasn't this perfume sold for money and given to the poor? It was worth a year's wages. How much was it worth? How much did it cost you? A year's worth of wages. Imagine what it is for you to save. Who, many, who here, now be, be honest, who here have saved up every paycheck for a whole year and you have not spent one dime? Raise your hand. Yeah, I want to see you because if you do, let, let's hook up because I need some money. I need some, I need some something. So this woman saved for a whole year all the money that she had earned and bought this perfume. And the only thing that she did with this was break it at the feet of Jesus. How much did it cost? There's always people around. And the, and the thing that bothers me the most is while she is doing a sacrifice, there are those people who are religious enough to say, um, how much is that money? Like, how much? Like, mm, that's not good enough. Like, can, can we use this somewhere else? Like, have you ever tried to get closer to Jesus? And there are those who, instead of seeing your progress, start pointing fingers like, mm, I don't think you're the best person to be up there and worship God. I don't, I really, you, you could do something better. Why is it that the closer we get to God, the more people criticize us? And here's this woman who was giving everything she's got to God. And this religious person said, mm, she should have done something better. And that is the difference between religion and relationship. Religion points at your flaws and says you're not good enough to get closer to Jesus. Relationship that we have in God now that this is this church is about relationship. Let me tell you, if you have first time coming, we're a family. We're a family of relationship because we're the sons and we're daughters of God and he paid a price. So we're about relationship. Again, religion will point to you and say you're not good enough to get closer to God. You need to either pay more money, you need to pray more, you need to do whatever because you ain't good. You're a sinner. You're a filthy filthy sinner and you need to stay away relationship the relationship that now God has with us says you know what I know you're a sinner I know you're filthy but I do not care because you are my son because you are my daughter and I paid it all so every single thing that you do wrong it's okay because I created you and I know what your faults are I know the situation that you're going through and no matter what I still love you it doesn't matter how, how oh, oh you, you, you're having a fight and you slip and you curse. Oh, Jesus, I feel unworthy. I'm going to stop coming to church. It does not matter because Jesus knew what you were going to do before you even did it. And even if you, before you even did it, he already paid the price. He said, before you even born, 2,000 years ago, I already sacrificed myself so you don't have to worry about. But somehow, we think we're not good enough. This woman was said that she was a, a woman who sell, she sold herself. 
She was with many men. So many men, what, what did they do? They criticized her. In, in one of the chapters in, in, in the book of Mark, they said, oh, if Jesus was a prophet, he knew what kind of woman was she. She would not have let her, like, touch, like, oh, 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 oh. Have you felt like, like, have you ever been to a place where they're like, mm, just the way that, they're, that you look, they judge you by the way you look? Like, how can you judge me if you don't even know me, bro? Like, I have people, sta I'm standing up here with my, with my jeans and my shoes, and they're like, mm, is he a pastor? Or is he like, um, what, what is he doing? He must not have anointing. I'm the last time I checked, my anointing doesn't come from my clothes. Last time I checked, my anointing comes from the relationship that I have with God. That's what happened to the prophet Samuel. Let me tell you a, a, a story. Samuel went to find a new king of Israel. And when Samuel went to the house of his father, 12 brothers was there. 12 brothers. Have you ever had that brother that's like better than you? Like you're like, you're better at everything you do. Like mommy loves you best. Like, mm. she's like, mm. <laughs> Jesus. I, I, I'm there. I'm, I'm there with you. But the problem is that, that this dad brought the 12 brothers and forgot the little kid David at the camp. And when Samuel came in and he was like, all right, God was like, and what God told Samuel, one of these is the next king. And then he said, you know what? Um, let, pass the first one. Oh, the older one. Okay. Um, God said, no, that, that's, that's not it. Then the other one came in. He was strong. He was big. He was smart. And Samuel was like, that's the person that God needs. Uh, strong, tall, like smart. And, and God said, hey, I don't look at the outside of people. I look at the inside of people. So why don't, you, why don't you just stop judging the outside and start seeing with my own eyes. And this is what we need to see. Instead of judging people by the outside, let's start seeing what God is doing in the inside. Who are you to judge another person when you yourself are not perfect? And here is Judas in this story. Judas, the one who's about to betray the Son of God, saying, mm, she's not good enough. Mm -mm, what she's doing, I don't, I don't know about Jesus. I don't know about it. It's always the person that can talk less that talks the most. It's always the person who has the most problems that like to judge you. Oh, did you hear? She has a drinking problem. Mm, I lie a little bit, but I, at least I don't drink like she does. Last time I checked, sin is a sin no matter what it is. It's all the same to God. So that's why I said that here in Wildfire Church, we're not a church that judges people. We're a church that loves people. We're a per we're, give it up to God. We're a church that it doesn't matter where you come from. What matters is what God is doing in your life. We are here to lift up your hand. We're here to say, Jesus, love. You're part of my family. We're not a judging church. We're a loving church. And this is what Jesus was trying to tell them. After, after Judas was like, hey, she should have sold that to the poor, you know, like the poor people. The poor. With the hungry. For years. And Jesus was like, hey, you will always have poor among you. 
but you will not always have me around. She gave everything she had. Because what Judas didn't know is that at, at one point, this woman who has gone through the worst of her life, that she was abused, she was left alone, her family left her, she felt dirty, she felt not good enough, she didn't feel love, she didn't feel wanted, she was just selling herself to get money. She was just, the world was using her, she was a nobody. And in one single moment, in one moment that Jesus looked at her, not in a judging way, but in a loving way. And in one moment, her whole world changed because she knew that there was a God that still loved. That even though that people judge and even though know that people got kicked out, there was a God who was there to redeem you. There was a God who there who loves you. There is a God who lifts us up. You know the story when the Pharisees came in and said, hey, hey, Jesus, we found this woman with another man. And they threw her out in the middle of everyone and said, the law says that we need to take a stone and we need to kill her right now. Because she's a sinner, but she's dirty, she's filthy, she's sleeping with other men, she's lying, she's dressing weird, she talks weird, her hair is weird, her glasses, her whole family is weird. And Jesus said, whoever has no sin, throw the first stone. Whoever thinks that is better than her and is clean before God, throw the first stone. One by one, everybody walked away. And that was the moment when Jesus lifted her up and said, woman, where are those who accused you of, who, who treat you? Where are those people? And she, there's none. And the most crazy thing is that what Jesus says next, Jesus says, God, I want you to put this in your head. God, in, in human form, tells a person who was sinning, says, I don't judge you either. I don't condemn you either. Stand up and sin no more. And her whole life changed because it meant that her past was completely erased in one moment. If you're following, I want you to write my first point. <laughs> write it down. Put it on your phone. Remind yourself of what I'm about to speak. The first point is called equivalent exchange. Equivalent ex exchange. <laughs> now, if you don't already know me, you know I'm a little bit crazy and not like the normal pastors that just sit there and like, mm, mm. I'm not. I'm crazy. I like going to movies. I like dressing weird. I'm sorry. No, I'm not sorry. You know what? I'm not sorry. Not sorry, not sorry. But one thing that I like, I like going to the movies. And the second thing I like, I'm not going to apologize. I like anime. I'm sorry. Yeah, thank you for those three people that know what I'm talking about. 
anime, okay? Like if you like Dragon Ball and all that stuff, you know, like if you would, that's me. Some people are like, what is it? Is he crazy? I don't understand. It's Chinese. Yes, it's Japanese actually, but that's okay. The point is when I was growing up, I, I was watching, um, who hears uh, Toonami? Who remembers Toonami? Cartoon Network, like, there we go. Now some people, Toonami, Cartoon Network, very late at night. I, I, even though it was school night, I was still up watching TV. Thank God, praise Jesus. Um, there was this show that it was my favorite show growing up. And this show was called uh, Full Metal Alchemist. If you, Some people know what I'm talking about. Full Metal Alchemist. And Full Metal Alchemist was saying that about the equivalent exchange. And let me write this down so you know what equivalent exchange means. It means, and a cartoon explained it, it means that humankind cannot obtain anything without first giving something in return. To obtain it, something of equal value must be lost. I'm going to repeat that again for those who are writing. Equivalent exchange means this. Humankind cannot obtain anything without first giving something in return. To obtain it, something of equal value must be lost. What are you talking about, Pastor Mike? This is what I'm talking about. That in life, if you want something, you need to give something. If you want to eat, you need to pay. If you want to dress good, you need to pay. If you need money, you need to work. So there's always an exchange. You take something, I give something. You take something, I give something. The problem is, and the problem comes, when what you're giving is way too much, too valuable to the things that you're receiving. And I love what uh, Pastor, if you were here Friday, Pastor Chris mentioned something that I love. Because he said it's not something that what? It's not what you, so people who are here, it's not what you want, it's what you, because what you want will always lead you to spend more of what is, is not valuable enough. Like if you're in a wrong relationship, you're giving way too much to a person who doesn't deserve it. If you are in the wrong job, you will like have no peace because you're giving too much of yourself that is not even worth it. If you're in the wrong relationship because that person is way too negative or puts you down a lot, like you don't need, you don't need no, 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 not today, Satan. We don't, we don't need you. I need you to cut you off. So I want you to start thinking about your relationship. What are you giving and what are you re receiving in exchange? Is it way too much? Do I need to change some stuff? Do I need to start thinking about my value? Because this woman was selling herself, her life already meant a few dollars. But to Jesus, it meant giving his life for her. Equivalent exchange. In order to save a life, Jesus needed to give his life. In order to save the world, God needed to come down and die for everybody. Equivalent exchange. So I want you to realize, I want you to go out today thinking that you are worth 
you are worth so much to God. You are not just anybody. You are somebody who was bought with a price. And that's why we love them. The second point, write this down, I'm finishing up. The second point is the cost. The cost. In Matthew 16, 25, Jesus talks about this cost. What is the cost for, to follow Jesus? Matthew 16, 25, I think they have it up here, says this. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life, for me, will find it. What are you talking about, Pastor Mike? It talks about that how many times have you tried. Now, this is, now I want you to think about yourself. How many times have you tried to tell others how much you're worth? Like how much you need to explain, like, uh, you know, if you're in a relationship, yo, I'll give you, I'll give you everything. Like you wish you had like somebody like me next to you. Like don't you appreciate the stuff that I do for you? Have you ever thought about that? Like people are, on, they don't appreciate the person that you are. And sometimes you need to quit, you know, you keep saying it. The thing that I want you to know is that the more that you try to explain yourself to others to raise your value, the more that you're losing in God. Because your value is found in God, not in the people of this world. Because people one day will be best friends with you, and next day they're the ones who are saying, you're the worst person in my, in my life. The same way that one day they said to Jesus, hallelujah, thank you for coming. The next day they were saying, crucify him. So your value does not depend on people's opinions. Your value of who you are matters and is its worth in what God says about you. What Jesus says about you. And to him, you're worth dying for. Because he gave it all for you. What is the cost? The cost is everything. To lose your life in Christ. I want you to lose yourself in God. I want you to fall so in love that you don't even recognize the people around you. That you don't need them likes in Instagram. That you don't need them hearts on Facebook. That you don't need to post stuff or anything. Because the love of God is so overwhelming that he transforms you. He lifts you. He heals you. This is what this church is all about. It's about knowing what God is for us and not what the world thinks. This is why I said this church is not a judgy church. It's a church that loves people. It's a church that is in love with God. This is what Wildfire Church is for. And when we do that, we see God move in, a, in, a, in the biggest way possible. We're talking about the year of abundance. We're talking about God providing you because he loves you. Now, how much time do you spend with God? equivalent exchange if god gives you the blessing why are you not giving thanks to the one who blessed you if god healed you from that sickness why is it that you find an excuse not to come to church i told you that in the month of um, um january that my car broke down 
starting the fast. We warned about this. And I spent so, uh, we were spending so much money on my car. And I had to call off for work like three times. And I was only getting paid for like two days. And God was saying, it doesn't matter how much you got paid. You're going to give offering as you paid full time. And I was giving. I was like, mm, no money, mm, no money. Coming to church. I believe you, God. I believe you, God. But when my taxes, I gave a testimony. When my tax, taxes came, I was able to pay my student loans that I've been fighting for 10 years to pay. The exact amount that I needed to pay, I was able to pay it completely because my trust was not on how much money that I have. My trust that what God will supply my, the things that I need. And when I did that, he gave in abundance. When I was faithful, he gave in abundance because I believed in his word. And if you're here today, I'm trying to tell you that stop listening to what people say about you and start listening to what God is saying about you. Start listening that God is saying, hey, I want to be close to you. Hey, I want you to be with me. Hey, I have something special for you. Hey, you mean something to me. And tune out those people, those religious people that are saying you're not good enough. You're, you're never going to be good enough. Look at you. You're, you're not even like you're divorced or you're, you're whatever. It doesn't matter for God. You're a son and a daughter of God. And you are worth more precious than stone. So this woman had the nerve when you're bold in God when you're courageous with God when you don't care what people say and you're thankful to God she walked into that house where all the men was sitting she brought this vase on her and she broke this vase and people are like oh look at her and she was like I do not care so she put the oil she rubbed it at Jesus feet because why because of the the love that he showed her and then she did something crazy. She took down her hair. That for a Jewish woman to do that was disgraceful. For a Jewish woman to take the covering off her hair and let her hair down in front of many people, not her husband, that was disgraceful. That, that meant que tú eras una cualquiera. And she did not care what people say. She took down her hair and, 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 and started with, with the most precious thing that is kept to wipe the master's feet. To say, you know what, I, I'm not I'm even worth it. It's not worth it. Like everything that I have, I'm going to break my, my, this jar of all my money. It doesn't matter. I'll give it to you. This thing that people think about me, this, this hair that people are talking, it doesn't matter. All is for you. All is for you. So I want you to understand how important, how much you mean to God. Will you stand up tonight? I'm finishing up. Stand up. And as we close this year of abundance, not year, as we close this series of abundance, I want you to start thinking of how much God loves you. I want you to think of the abundance of God's love, that it does not matter your past. It does not matter what you've been through. 
doesn't matter what people say. It does not matter. This is home. You are home in the presence of God. You are home. You are loved. You are welcome. I want you to close your eyes right now. And I want you to think yourself as that woman. That you are putting yourself at the feet of Jesus and saying, Jesus, I give myself to you. I give everything to you. I give my heart. Father God, you, you always provided when I didn't have any money. You're always giving me. You always protected me and my family. When people thought less of me, you think more of me. You're not here out of coincidence. You are here because the Holy Spirit is telling you you are worth more than anybody can give you. The problems and the situations are not bigger than me. I am bigger than your problems. I have the solution only if you come to me at the feet of Jesus. You will find what you're looking for. Don't lose yourself in the world. Lose yourself in Jesus. And I want, I want to do that altar call today. If you have been talked about, if you have been put down, if you have, you don't even, you've given so much to other people that you don't even recognize yourself or you don't even, like sometimes you don't even take care of yourself. If that is you, I want you to find yourself in Jesus today. I ask you, come up to the front and we're going to pray generally. If you want to lose yourself in God, if you said, God, I don't care what people say about me anymore. I want to lose myself at your feet, Jesus. Will you come to the altar and just let us pray for you? Just, just like that woman at, at the feet of Jesus and say, you know what? I'm giving myself to you, Father God. 